This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We passed the audition, so we're back. It's the Lori and Julia show for your Palm B. My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us. Get your cat video tickets. Get your tickets. Yeah. Use the keyword cat, mytalk1071.com. Join us on August 8th. It is fun for the entire family. Yeah. And we have we have the darling yes. kitty cam the up. Kitty cam. It's so cute. You'll want to watch that too. It is really cute. My mom has fallen down the kitty hole. And my mom doesn't even like cats. But she loves the kittens. Well, the kitties are so darling. Yes. So she's. Uh, so we've got to get this story out of the way. This made every national every. news. It trended on Twitter for well over twenty four hours, which was saying something with the summit and everything, all that other news. But uh, the raccoon on the side of the USB building in downtown St. Paul has scaling the sca- building. Yeah, has been rescued they trapped it when it made it to the roof but here i think this is the breathless reporting from the today show (laughs) this morning a raccoon becoming a rock star reaching new heights in downtown st paul minnesota after climbing to the top of an office building the twitter handle created for the creature the mpr raccoon posting this tweet i made it i'd like to thank god the great people of minnesota and the wu-tang clan now someone come get me i'm on the roof it was a wildlife drama unfolding in real time some 20 stories in the air god, oh god, oh god. the tiny masked daredevil clawed his way up the concrete poor little guy the adventurous animal first spotted on monday managed to evade building workers who tried to coax him down before scurrying up nearly 20 floors. Cell phone video shows the crafty creature grooming on a window ledge (laughs) hundreds of feet in the air before stretching out to take a well-deserved nap. The raccoon becoming an instant social media star. I don't even know if he's aware that the world is watching him, but he's just driven by whatever is inside that little guy. Minnesota Public Radio's hashtag NPR raccoon quickly becoming the number one trending topic on Twitter. This raccoon is unifying all of Minnesota. <laughs> How can you root against oh a small furry creature? Unifying the plan was to let the raccoon make it to the roof on his own, where traps baited with cat food were set to capture it. I would be legitimately devastated if it fell. Concerned onlookers <laughs> on the ground and Legit in the building itself, capturing every moment of the ascent. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter tweeting, Even wild animals know the city of St. Paul is a great place to reach for higher heights. The little guy living the high life. Good, good news story, and we all kind of need that. Now, this tall tale 
has a happy ending. That so, poor raccoon took a uh, wrong turn. Oh, it's so for, funny. It the is tweets fu- were so funny. My favorite was, this raccoon climbing up this building is a metaphor for 2018. <laughs> <laughs> mm. it, it really anyway, just yeah. was scaling the building, and then it would take rest on the, ledge. on the yeah, ledges of the windows, and the windows don't open in that like building. eight different Twitter accounts, but the MPR raccoon is the one that really got the most followers and was getting the most action, and they were... They didn't want to have St. Paul Fire like come with a ladder or or go anything down to rescue it. They were hoping it would make it to the top because when raccoons are uh, feel like they have to go in defense, they stand up and they put their hands up and, and you it would, would have fallen, fallen off the yeah. building. So mm-hmm. they needed it to get to, to get the, to the top. top of the building. And yeah. when it did, they had a trap. With what you know, like some yummy um, vegetable leaves or whatever. They oh, they eat, eat anything, Lori. Yeah, trust me. And they're such a dis- you know they're everywhere. They've become you know really city folk. Yeah, you know what I saw the other day. What? Just speaking of oh, raccoons, I have something too. And I was walking on River Road, and we see a raccoon. Now, usually, you see the raccoons scurrying around at dusk. Oh no, they're or, bold. Okay, but I've never oh, seen okay. any. Yeah, they're they're raccoon- more nocturnal. Yeah, usually. I've yes. never seen any raccoons yeah. at like nine thirty in the morning on River Road, fully sun, and it's crossing from a lawn mm-hmm. to across to go down to the bank and mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, what is in that raccoon's mouth? Running, stopping. Don't tell running, me it's a squirrel. Stopping. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Oh. It was a baby. Oh, a baby, a baby raccoon. raccoon. A baby raccoon. Oh. I've never seen it. Oh. I'm like, what is that kid doing up? That baby should be in its little <laughs> hutch or whatever. I got to ask my dad. Oh, he knows you know it. where raccoons have their hutches. Yeah, I They're don't know. Like That's rabbits, maybe. That's right. I don't know. The outdoors, the outdoor little cabin, cabin Listen, that we have for raccoons. I'm going to ask my dad to tell me, <laughs> download everything he knows about raccoons. He's Animal Planet. But anyway, no, I've ma- never seen a raccoon running with yeah, a, a, a I've baby. Never seen that. And it was really... Cute, and it was really tiny, and and my friend was like, "Well, let's give it a minute, and make sure it gets down the hill, so it doesn't think we're after the baby." And I said, oh. "I said, yeah, let's take baby steps." Yeah, yeah I agree I don't with want... you. Okay, so I forgot to update you on the update. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I I updated you and said, "Hmm, I had bear paws on my car at the cabin in I Western Wisconsin. Them. You saw them? Yes." Yep. Two uh, different sizes. Yeah. So this past weekend up there, I'm wa- I'm on a little walk and I see the neighbor, and he rolls down his windows and he said, "You know, there's we got a bear. We've got we've got two cubs." And <gasps> I said, "We do." And he said, "Yes." And and so all the paw prints on my car were by the door handles. Right. Okay. I get this video and there's a story from upstate New York today. Bears are opening car doors. They know how to do it. They do do. because my neighbor had a, as you know, you spit your seeds in a, in a like a pop bottle or something Mm -hmm. if you're eating sunflower seeds and driving. So he left his bottle of seeds in the car and that's all it was. And his car was unlocked and the bear opened the car door, punctured the seeds and put a nice little puncture mark in his leather seats. Mm. Oh, and didn't shut the door. Oh my gosh. But this one in New York (laughs) opened a door on the driver's side, went through to the passenger side and got out the other door. Julia, you need to have your cowbell when you go on any kind. I have it available for anyone who needs it. I, I just say lock your car. No, but if you're going on a walk, sure you need the cowbell, but they only come out 
mm-hmm. you know, certain times of the day too, but maybe Julia, obviously they're bold. They're cubs. They might be playing. They might be playing instead of sleeping. Mom would like them to take a nap and wait to go out at mischievous. Yeah. And they're, no, they but want they to ramble around doors. or maybe find some blueberries or some nuts. Yep. Yeah. They open oh the gosh. doors. I can't handle it. Well, you'll, Lori, I'm going to set you up with a whole cowbell outfit that you'll just jingle wherever you go. Julia, I got my cowbells ready for Grandma's Marathon. <laughs> That's this weekend. Oh, I can't yeah. believe I'm not going. Julia, four girls' weekends in a row is a lot for it, anybody. I cannot do it. Yeah. I, my body is has stopped, literally, yeah, today. Yeah. It's put it down. It has stopped. stopped. There's nothing else it can take. I can't do it. Oh, all right. You're well, going to have fun. We have what? such... What's I got fever. Oh, yeah. You know what we need? And the only prescription mm-hmm. is more cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell, Lori. More cowbell. All right, we come back. It's uh, like four stories we can't get enough of. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. So, Julia, uh, what what do I have to do to convince you that this couple is happening? They've attended Met Gala party together. They vacationed and half worked together in the south of France. They hung out in a private cabana and got papped together. She turned up on his Instagram. He dumped Jennifer Aniston soon after he worked with her on Maniac. And now they're going to her friend's place for dinner and what seems like a... <gasps> Meet the Friends New Couple Situation. Justin Theroux and Emma Stone. They are together, people. It's super oh, edgy. Boy. They had dinner at Jennifer Lawrence's uh, Manhattan. With her new art gallery owner. Yeah. Or boyfriend. Wait a minute. They're but dating. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I disagree with something in the light. He dumped Jennifer Aniston. I think Jennifer Aniston dumped him. Oh, I don't know about really? that. Maybe finally, maybe she did when he said, yeah, I'm not going to come home for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> or by the way, that other big party that your Remember, best friend is having. Through the first blow. Ellen Remember, did, they br- yeah. announced their breakup two days after yeah. her birthday yeah. when um, he was busy. Then he did go to Ellen DeGeneres' birthday party, her buddies. Yeah. Okay, serious? So Emma I, and Jennifer Lawrence are very good friends. Yes, they and are. they introduced each other to their kind of father-figured, big, sketchy edgy, boyfriends. Edgy. Edgy I, 40-something-year-old boyfriends. Okay, mm-hmm. do you judge Emma Stone on this? Um, I judge him all the time, but do we yeah. judge Emma? St- I, I kind of... Why, I mean, why would you judge well, her? because if, you we, know, she was in a relationship, she was, he was married, not just in a relationship. He was married when they met. Do you think? And who knows what he told her? Right. Mm. We haven't slept in bedrooms together for who two years. Who knows what he told her? We I just mean, aren't letting the um, public know that we're that's separating. Right, that's right. I mean, you don't know what's going on, but I mean, I think this will pass, but I'm just letting you know, and everyone else, these two are, are happening. They're together. Mm. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Wow yeah. is what we're going to say. Because we have, well, that's good juice. Yeah. Because I will juice. look for the pictures of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And paparazzi got them going out later from Jennifer Lawrence's place and they got them up on the, she's got a nice big um, balcony on her. I like her so much. Yeah. Emma. Oh, she's great. I love her. I love her interviews. I love everything yeah. about her. I love Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. I don't, I, those, those two are really good friends. I, 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 you don't understand what she sees in Justin. Well, he's a he's as completely opposite of her last boyfriend as could be. Absolutely. Well, there you go. He's yeah. a dirty boy, and mm-hmm. she went from the clean cut and Garfield, the uh-huh. English boy who's an upstanding citizen mm-hmm. who's milk. Yeah, 
milk and, milk toast and she, and and she decided to go for coffee yeah edgy <laughs> coffee grounds edgy coffee. like mm-hmm. Diane Kruger going from yes. Josh to uh, milk uh, to dirt yes mm-hmm. milk coffee to dirt. grounds <laughs> we're gonna call them coffee grounds All right, okay right. Star Magazine I mean really the tabloids along with the studio behind John Wick that's my theory John Wick three John yep. Wick three are really trying to make Halle Berry and Keanu Reeves uh, happen because they're filming it and they're both singleish as far as we yes, know right yes they are and what happens when two attractive singleish people are around each other and of staying course, in campers yes uh, romance that's right but i love the idea of gossip matching two 50 something year olds that are age appropriate rather than you know i love the, it the, the like I, a 28 year old or something like that um, i love this couple i it, mean i don't love this couple because i don't like her in a relationship yeah um, but she's hotter than hot. She's been working out with this trainer, and we've seen her body nonstop well, in the Daily Mail. And her Instagram. That's yes. where she's... She's letting us know she is hot. She's hot. hot. And yeah. according to Star, they're basically love-struck teenagers. <laughs> Here's the quote. Flirty tension is at a point break, break for Keanu and Holly. From the moment she showed up to to film her starring role. Okay, now I think it's from Halle Berry's Insider. Because Um, is she? He's the starring role, John Wick. (laughs) Anyway, the chemistry between them, quote-unquote, has been off the charts. Keanu can't keep his eyes off Holly. (laughs) Halle, the Insider, explains they're trying to keep it cool, but the volcanic heat between them is insane. Halle's glowing, and it's amazing to see Keanu... Smiling from ear to ear like a love-struck teenager. Okay, seriously. <laughs> Does this mean he's not going to get together with Sandra Bullock? I know. Did you get the point that. break reference? Yeah, yes. I did. Okay, yes, good. of course. Yes. Donnie, you're not really going to ask us that. Just check Yeah. No, that's dangerously close, close to, to MS. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. MS. Oh, MS. Yeah. MS. But anyway, maybe <laughs> Halle Berry is the one who's... Got oh, the yeah. insider spilling these details. Well, she needs some good press. It's well, not like anyone some, hires her. Yeah, she yeah she would like to be in this movie, and she and, would like some good press around men. Yeah, um, you and, know she doesn't. And have, go ahead and put in there that she's starring in the movie. Oh yeah, that's the tell on that mm-hmm. story. Okay, um, our third, now, the, our third romance that we're really quite taken with. We like this one a lot. Charlize Theron and Alexander Skarsgård. Love it. Romance is back on six years after they had a few, they dated for a, a little bit. I love it. Okay. Now it's coming from life and style, but they are making a movie together. It's called Flarsky. It's a political. <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Comedy. Ter- yeah, terrible mm-hmm. title. Okay. It's a political comedy. Um, and they first were rumored to be dating in 2012. And it just lasted like maybe a month. Okay, it fizzled out. It fizzled out, and she has stayed single now since 2015 when she broke up with Sean Penn. At least we don't know her to be dating She was engaged with Sean Penn. That's right, and Mm -hmm. Alexander Skarsgård and his ex, Alexa Chung, uh, split last summer. And they both kind of, they're not out and about in Hollywood. And they feel like outsiders, A, you know, he's... Is he Norwegian or Swedish? Swedish, I think he's Swedish and she's from South Africa. And um, so anyway, I like these two very much. They're 42 and 41. And um, she's got a two-year-old and a five-year-old. Oh yeah, that's sweet. And she, and she shares, she, now we were talking yesterday about dog sharing. She child shares with her mom. Well, that just means her mom lives with her. That's all that means. If you want me to parent speak that, <laughs> I don't think she just shares with her mom. It's just no, the mom lives I, with her. See, grandma I would travels with but her. But it would be kind of interesting if the mom took the kids at her house for two weeks and then they came well, back for her house for two weeks no, a week. No, no, that wouldn't work. But, but that'd be nice. I mean, Jennifer Lopez's mom has lived with her for years. Right. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Then yeah. you always have somebody that's yeah. with your kids. That you trust. Yeah. Okay. Well, I really, I would like this because they're, they're, they're blonde, they're tall, tall, beautiful. They would look so pretty on the red carpet for nothing else. Yeah. And they're and the I same age. They have probably a lot in common. And we just. They're both, they're, you know, she's South African. Mm-hmm. He's Scandinavian. I like this. Yeah. Is there an echo in the room? Uh-huh. <laughs> there hello, is. Hello, hello. I know. I just wanted to reiterate the yeah. fact that right. I knew that she was from South Africa. Africa and right. you should be impressed with my memory. All right. <laughs> okay. What else? Okay. So Tiffany Haddish covers yeah. the latest issue of The Hollywood Reporter. And she's hosting the VMAs this Sunday and MTV and VH1. and But the interview is so good. But she shares a story about Leonardo DiCaprio and, by the way, confirms it's Sanal uh, Lathan yes. bit Beyonce. Yes. Okay, but her raunchy encounter with Leonardo DiCaprio, she said, yeah, I met him at a party two, three months ago and I asked him if he'd let me hit that. He's like, Tiffany, you're so funny. I told and him, you're my, too old. Yeah, I told him my only stipulation, I want to do it with you as your character. And what's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> he starts up busting up laughing. Why? Yes. And I say, because I feel like that performance deserves a real reward. And that reward is this. And then she guessed did the Just hands say, down, yeah, my, look body. At me, my body. Oh, she's hysterical. What a funny thing to say to him, though. Can you imagine him, his face? I want to, I want to hit that, but from Gilbert Grape. Oh. He's like, we looked up the pictures. Yeah. He's like 14. Yeah, something like that. Oh. That's a great movie, though. It is. You got to read this Tiffany Haddish, uh, The Hollywood Reporter. It is. Uh, she, she makes ha- so much fun of herself. I love it. Yeah, it is. I love really, it. It's really good. All right, listen, we come back. We are being joined. Um, we're going to talk about this family-friendly exhibit at the Science Museum. Yes. It's there till next January. We'll be right back trending today because Neil Patrick Harris has formally apologized to actress Rachel Bloom for his Twitter diss. She accepted the apology. Also, Wonder Woman 1984 trending. Filming has started on the Wonder Woman sequel that's set in the 1980s and Chris Pine, who plays Steve Trevor in the first movie, was photographed on set in costume, complete with fanny pack.
That's what's trending here at my talk. All right, here's your forecast. It'll be partly cloudy, 62 tonight. Another beautiful day coming up tomorrow. Sunny and 82 right now. It is 80 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. And in your eyes, your hope in mine. Thanks for hanging out with us. So, um, like maybe a month ago, Gail Rosenblum had uh, written a story in the Star Tribune about mental illness on mass, a family-friendly exhibit that had opened at the Science Museum, and it's going to be there until next January. And then, you know, last week we had, you know, the news about Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. And I'm like, Donnie, we've got to get somebody in from the Science Museum as part of this exhibit because the whole point of Gail's story was that it it doesn't make it just okay to talk about mental illness, so it shows us how. So we have uh, Jen Holper with us and uh, Dr. Thomas Joseph with us. So thanks so much, you guys. Thanks Thank for you. having us. It, okay, it, so this is really great. It's, it's like, have we ever seen an exhibit like this? About mental illness at a science museum? No, and it's it's really exciting for us that it's at a science museum mm-hmm. um, because, you know, there's so much stigma that's attached to, uh, to mental, mental illness. Yes, and being able to have this venue to talk about it and to normalize it and to be able to foster these discussions with family and friends and, and schools and, and all that is really exciting. Yeah, I like how you said that, though, mental health rather than illness, because sometimes I feel like, is there a stigma to even using that word? You yeah, know, there there may be. Although I would say, like illness, also I think can can help normalize it that this is an illness, like this a, is a cancer or, right. or yes. diabetes. And I think like that's that. one of the parts about the science museum hosting it is it legitimizes the health piece of it. This mm-hmm. is a part of healthcare, mental health care is healthcare, healthcare, right? And having that in a science museum, especially so many people in Minnesota remember going on field trips to the oh, science museum yeah. as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's an institution in our state. So to have them recognize the need to share awareness and to provide a space for conversations and for families and teachers and community members to just come and learn. And it's it's always interactive and exciting. I Mm -hmm. mean, everything at the science museum, they figure out a way, obviously a creative way to bring everybody in, Mm -hmm. you know, to learn about things. Tell us a little bit about some of the different interactive things that are part of this exhibit. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, sure. So I like history. There's, there's just even some background on, um, where we've been with treating mental illness, where we are now. Um, There are different um, areas that are supposed to either mimic or give you some experience of what others um, who are struggling with anxiety or maybe hearing voices or -hmm. things like that might be experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the other, I mean, the other nice thing about it is for all ages too. There's there's things there for adults. There's things there for kids. There's things there for people who might have various interests. And Dr. Joseph, I mean, the data seems to be loud and clear. I mean, even the week before 
um, these two very public suicides. And I mean, it breaks my heart because mm-hmm. we have suicide every day and every 22 day. veterans and the statistics mm-hmm. are astounding. But a report came out for the CDC yes. about suicide and what is happening. And I, I mean, I it was shocking. It was shocking. Were you shocked? It, uh, at the numbers, I wish, I, I wish, but it's yeah. it's a part of of what I see every day, mm-hmm. and so um, it's it's very common, it, and it isn't just affecting people who have diagnosed mental illness as yes. well. I think was a big part of the report and saying um, those who aren't diagnosed actually make up a big proportion of those who um, may be committing suicide, and and um, it's important to ask and talk to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be very direct in mm-hmm. if you're worried about yeah. somebody or reaching mm-hmm. out, is that the compassionate, caring, non-judgmental, mm-hmm. but saying, hey, mm-hmm. we're concerned about you. We're yeah. worried about you. And I think it speaks too to the fact that we need to be more open in talking across the whole gamut of mental health concerns. Mm-hmm. So if you see someone starting to withdraw, don't wait until they're suicidal. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until they're, they have um, some major crisis going on. Start talking about it like, hey, you missed choir practice last yeah. couple of weeks. Where have you been? How right. can we help? How can we support? Mm-hmm. Um, but noticing those small changes that incrementally add up mm-hmm. to potential crisis. Right. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Joseph, do you, I mean, I didn't, you know, you may have read more in the report or whatever, or just with things that you get as a doctor, but do they have any idea why the increase is, you know, 30 to 40% from like 15 years ago? What has happened in the last 15 years? Is it access to guns? Is it, we don't know what's it social media? I think that there are probably a lot of different contributors that are that are leading to this increase. And I think that there are stressors that we're experiencing now, you know, that might be connected to technology or other things that are contributing. Um, I work primarily with with children and, you know, believe it or not, social media and texting and cell phones can be a huge stressor. And on top of other things that they may be going through can be one of those pieces that can can create stress or or create a an event or situation that kind of pushes someone over the edge. Does the exhibit does it have anything about like social media in it? I know you've Not, got the words yeah. matter um, yeah. part of the yeah. exhibit. So nothing specific okay. to the social media mm-hmm. aspect. It's really an interactive to build empathy around okay. how do you understand what it's like to live with a mental illness? How do you communicate with your your loved ones? Um there's a genetic component to mental illness. Mm-hmm. So families should be having conversations, mm-hmm. cueing in their kiddos, their teenagers. Hey, right. you know, aunt so-and-so had bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And these are the things she dealt with. And how can we keep on track of how you're functioning and how you're doing so that mm-hmm. we can get help sooner? Um, so the, the, the exhibit's really designed around how do we engage in those like conversations. It, it's pretty... It, it's mind blowing to me because I've spent so much time there with my kids yeah. over the years. And I still, I mean, we still like going there because you always find mm-hmm. something new and exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, thinking of your kids going through these things. And the one that, that struck me is what it's like to experience psychosis and feel what it's like to be unable to ignore your surroundings. So having, yeah. you talked about voices, but having yeah. a, a younger, you know, adolescents experience that and know because they would always say, mm-hmm. oh, that person's crazy, which our words were not to use anymore. Or, you know, just right. the empathy that sensitive. that would gain would be so impactful, I think, yeah. in young children. Well, is there an age where mental illness, if you are diagnosed with it, that it presents itself? 
the different disorders have different kind of okay. most common time mm -hmm. of onset and it and it really varies you know depending on if it's ADHD or depression or bipolar mm -hmm. disorder schizophrenia yeah because I know in the one thing they said by 50% of chronic mental illness is diagnosed by 14 well onset by, onset. by okay. age 14 mm -hmm. the diagnosis may not happen until much right. later which See, is one of those problems right, right. okay yeah. right this yeah. just is so it's Does are it, you getting great response yeah. We are. We've had um, a lot more interaction through our social media channels at Prairie Care as well as through the Science Museum talking about it. Um, I've, I've volunteered in the exhibit a few days just to see you sure. know, what are people doing? What are they thinking of it? And one of the days I actually brought my son and you mentioned that that exhibit that kind of stimulate, simulates psychosis. Mm -hmm. You sit in a chair and there's a speaker behind you with voices pretty intermittent voices but they're negative like you're stupid this is dumb don't do it that way oh. and the task at hand is you're to have someone kind of read you these questions and respond to questions this little common sense knowledge quiz mm -hmm. show and he he came away from that saying that was the most scary Weird. strange mm -hmm. thing I've ever experienced and so we we had a wonderful conversation about I what it. would that be like to live I believe every yeah. day and to not know when that voice was going to come and to have to try to focus on homework yeah. right no um, that's amazing yeah, to it me. was it was fantastic and so seeing families interact in that way in the exhibit has been really really fun and parents coming up and talking to us about their children that are living with anxiety and we have a table out and we have fidgets or little projects that we're using and we're mm -hmm. talking about and parents are interacting and saying oh this one this one's the yeah. one that helps my kiddo focus on homework when they're oh, wow they're sitting at the kitchen table uh -huh. at night and struggling they have that little fidget yeah. cube thing that's got a bunch of diff different tactile pieces and they're really able to to focus then on their homework and get this is amazing done. we're talking about mental health mind matters the science museum exhibit that's going on now how mm -hmm. long is the exhibit going to be here jen it closes january 6th okay so, so we have got about time. six months yeah, you got yeah. time. and you know this is like one of those subject matters that i think that like parents are just like they might be in fear of bringing it up. I don't want to put it in the mm -hmm. head, but you know, it's out there and people mm -hmm. know about it. So this would be like a good so great. thing to go to yeah. that yeah. helps with yeah. the conversation. How else would I have a conversation with my yeah. son about psychosis? Yes, exactly. Like, mm -hmm. You know, and what? you think of other parenting topics, like you have the sex talk right. with your kids. Well, when do you have the mental health talk yeah. or the yeah. bullying talk or, mm -hmm. you know, relationships talk? Or when and suicide all is in the news and yeah. that is even, yeah. Yeah. that's and to, so and hard. to your point, you know, it's, it feels like it's difficult to talk about or you don't want to give people ideas and the research shows that it's more important to ask right yeah. that's it's more important yeah. to, to be able to give that person an avenue to discuss yeah it. i read a mm -hmm. thing where somebody said people should be having 61 minute conversations with their kids about mental health Every instead yeah. of like trying to have one big mm -hmm. talk yeah and maybe like, you know, going to this, I yeah. think would really I'd help love people. This. Yeah. I'd I love this. So I think cool. it's brilliant. And thank mm -hmm. you for bringing it, Absolutely. you know, to the Science Museum. Um, Jen Hope, Hoper. Hoper, yeah. And Dr. Joseph from Prairie mm -hmm. Care. is. Do you guys have a, a hotline or something where people can reach out to you? We don't have a hotline per se, but we do have in all of our clinic locations, we offer a free needs assessment. Oh, so okay. the mental health yeah. system might be a little intimidating for right. people to, you know, make that first call. They can come for a free needs assessment, schedule an appointment at one of our locations, meet with a master's prepared counselor who yeah. gets gets to talk to them. It's an hour, an hour and a half appointment, learn their story. What are they struggling with? 
what are they, what are their strengths? How are things going? What have they tried? And then we offer recommendations yeah. and referrals either to our own programs or elsewhere in the community. That's to, great. To match and people and I know we've, we've been giving out the national suicide prevention yeah. um, hotline 1-800-273-8255 or talk, but mm-hmm. what is the text number again? The text number is you text MN minutes, the Minnesota abbreviation mm-hmm. to seven four one seven four one, And that connects you mm-hmm. to someone local to be able to respond. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank guys. You so I thank love. You. I thank you. Thank I appreciate it. I want to go experience this. I think. Oh yeah, we oh, for sure. Do. Yeah, we for sure. Are gonna there go. is a social media wall that has a little a hashtag and things. So if you go take a picture and okay. be sure to share it on Instagram. All right, oh, cool. we will. That'll thank you so help. much. Spread the word. Thank you. Listen, when we come back, um, uh, the Wonder Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins is shaking up the internet today, Julia. Sit next to us. Donnie's here. Julia's here. Thanks for hanging out with us. It must be good to be Comcast. They just uh, unveiled a sixty-five billion cash, all cash bid wow. for Fox, right. topping Disney's. Yeah. Wow. So we'll see what Disney does. But sixty-five billion. Yes, I know. Cash. Cash money, homie. Yeah, where do they keep it? I don't know. I don't. What was I just watching? Oh wait, it like claws. They keep all the one dollar bills in oh, bags, oh trash bags. Wasn't that, that a good episode? Okay. That first episode, I love that it, show. It's on TNT. It just started its second season on Sunday night, and it's such a good, it's, bad. It's, it's kind quite, of weird how TNT is like the summer um, good station because they have Animal Kingdom, yep. they have Claws. They kind of save their good programming for, for summer. the summer. Yeah. Oh, and I'm waiting for you know the Queen of the South to come back. Yeah. Oh gosh, I love that mm-hmm. show, but it's it's pretty good that clause. Yeah, it is. Okay, so Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman, and then of course she's doing the sequel Wonder Woman 2, which she should mm-hmm. be doing. Um she if you like absolutely zero spoilers about movies that you can't wait to see in 2 years, turn off your radio for 1 minute and come back cuz here's the spoiler. She revealed a shocking set photo from the sequel that had to quote uh, Pajiba, jaws dropped, hearts pounding, and lions roaring. And it says, Welcome to Wonder Woman 1984. And there's Steve Trevor, yeah. a.k.a. Chris Pine. Oh. We thought he was, you know. Yeah, he died yeah. in the 1940s. Uh, I love, of love, this. love the wonder of movies. Uh, I know it. Because uh, that was the most disappointing thing is that because they had amazing chemistry, Gal Gadot and yeah. Chris Pine. Amazing. 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 And so how can this be? How can this hunky love interest who dramatically sacrificed himself in Wonder Woman? We have no idea. Time travel, magic. I say, I don't care how. I don't care. Well, look at on soap operas. Everyone came back yeah. from everywhere. Yeah. And I'm on board for whatever, whatever tomfoolery way they bring him back. I don't care what it is. Just let him, you know, take... T- top Gunner and take her breath away. Oh gosh! And Kristen Wiig is going to star in the film yeah. too. And She's the, the bad person. Yeah, as and, Cheetah. And Cheetah. the photo that Patty Jenkins—I guess she tweeted this. He is 
it looks dangerously close to a members only jacket and, and yep. some and some pumas. No, those are Nikes. Those are the original the Nikes, Nikes that came out in the eighties. Oh with yeah, the straight pant. Yep. And a fanny pack. And uh-huh. a fanny pack. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, turn the radio back on. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's, but yeah, he's back. <gasps> I love that. I love that. So this movie is not coming out until like 2019. And another movie that's coming out in 2019, which I can't believe we're talking about, but that is next year, which is so scary. Dumbo. Oh, Donnie, I made him post this this morning. It Dumbo. Is, yeah, I was ahead of you on that one. It's a live action. Oh, were you ahead of me oh, on that yeah, one? Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I saw it this morning. So Dumbo is one of Disney's uh, many planned feature adaptations of their classic animations. And this is going to be the live action. So like Maleficent or, you know, like that. Yes. Or, but Colin Farrell is in it. And the reimagined story follows a former circus star played by Colin Farrell who... I love him in suspenders no. and no, a period. We, we love him. Period. In anything. I know, but I do like him in a a period piece. Mm-hmm. He really does certain ageless time periods he's, he's very lovely. well. And so he returns to the Big Ten after coming home from the war, and maybe it might be World War One. Okay. And he mm-hmm. finds work with the struggling circuses and put in charge of a newborn elephant whose oversized ears make him the laughing stock of the show. Alan Arkin plays some Wall Street tycoon. Ava Green, Michael Keaton, and Danny DeVito are mm. in it. So the, Yeah, the teaser trailer, Donnie posted it. I'm telling you, you March 29th, 2019. Uh, it looks so good. And Tim Burton is doing mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So it looks really magical. Tim Burton-ish. Tim Burton-ish, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but Slee, I thought Tim Burton-ish got too crazy in some of them. They were too out there for mm. me. Like no, what? but he kind of... I don't know, but he, I love George and the Giant Peach. Yeah. Or whatever that I mean, one was. He's, I don't know. This looks really good. It looks, and it does seem to be... I do think it is post-World War One because that is when... That was kind of the boom time of circuses. Remember we had the... Oh, yeah, we did. The yeah. author on and about circuses. all the traveling circuses mm-hmm. and... And, and, and the people, shows the, yes, that happened, and it happened in uh, post World War One, mm-hmm. and af- particularly after the Depression, it would be a way for people to you Make run money. away and join the circus. Yes, you, and that could. used right. to always yeah. be the thing. Yeah. What are you gonna? I'm gonna run away and, and join, join the circus because it was you'd hop a train. Yeah, there would be a million. I mean, we grew up with that line. It was like the heyday. It was like mm-hmm. that was a heyday period. So anyway, it looks really. He looks dreamy. He's got. Um, suspenders on and a nice side part. <laughs> I also want to okay. tell people, and we've talked about it before, and it's still out there. Is um, I saw The Greatest Showman with um, oh, uh-huh. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah, my mom loved that movie. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. And I saw it on the song, plane. Yeah, the one song is so good. I mean, but that is that was a great movie, and critics panned it and everything. And again, so, all the guys. That was a that's a great movie and if it's probably in DVD right it is in it DVD is on, it's yeah, on demand but it's, it's so, on demand yeah it's so cheesy popcorny fun no, my brother told it. me if I didn't see it and love it he would revoke my honorary gay card he oh. said there's no way you wouldn't not there's, love this movie it's just delicious it, it, and yeah. the costumes and that's what and my mom said in the, the music. dancing and the music I I absolutely loved it so you're um, so I'm with him you're back in love with Hugh Jackman. Oh, yes. Yes. So um, here's a little something for you. So there's they're doing this thing uh, at Variety 
where it's almost like Variety the magazine, magazine. Mm-hmm. where Sharon Stone is conducting like Q and A, almost like what what's his name does over on Bravo with James Litton. Oh yeah, Litton. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, inside the actor studio. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Variety is kind of doing that. So yeah. um, Deborah Messing sat down with Sharon Stone. So Sharon Stone has this. This thing, she's, and they're online with Variety, where she's talking with different people okay, in Hollywood. Okay, so she's found an interview, it, in, it's, interviewing yeah. gig, okay? Yeah, it's an interviewing gig, and she... Um, do you approve of this job for her, Lori? I, yes, I do, because <laughs> I think Sharon Stone looks <laughs> very great in a chair with her legs crossed, languidly throwing out questions. Lovely. And then, what a lovely description. Yeah, and then and crossing just, and uncrossing Yeah, whatever. But So she's interviewing Deborah Messing about what it was... Like the, you know, when she came to Hollywood in her first job, and Deborah Messing said, I had to wear fake boobs when I started in Hollywood on my first sitcom. They gave me the cutlets, and I just graduated uh, with my master's from NYU in theater. And I was like, I'm an actress. And they were like, Here, the president of the network says you have to wear these. You don't have enough boobs. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's called Actors on Actors segment okay, yep. at Variety. And she said, um, and I'm like, I am not going to wear these. And they said, yes, you are. Right. You will do what the president of the network uh, said. And she's like, so I did, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't anymore. And Sharon wasn't impressed. And Deborah Messing was like, I can't believe I'm telling you this story. Really? Yeah, well, remember on To Tell the Truth, they made me wear cutlets. I know. They said, this is television. You're you need- too... You're too flat. Yeah. And they made me ha- put my cutlets on, and then we had to tape the body perks to the cutlets or something. I'm we- glad I quit making you wear them on the radio show. <laughs> oh, you used to like to wear them sometimes. All right, yes, sometimes. <laughs> when we come back, oh, Donnie's making us pay.